Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piskor. First up, want to remind everybody that we do have a Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon out there now. Three different levels will get you access to our videos ahead of everybody else. And if you are a King Kayfaber level, you can sit on, in on our recording sessions, give us some uh, back and forth on upcoming interviews that we do, and uh, generally just get to see everything before anybody else. So check out our Patreon, see what level works for you. Uh, we are working cartoonists. You can see our bibliography here. Best way to support cartoonist kayfabe is to buy our books. You see Ed Piscor's WYSIWYG, X-Men Grand Design, Hip Hop Family Tree, just announced the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus, available for pre-order now, 140 extra pages. So perfect for a gift, perfect for yourself. And uh, you may want to pre-order that one sooner rather than later. And up next is Red Room third season starting up, Crypto Killers. This one will be out in a couple of months, but you can pre-order the first two issues now. Here is a preview of those covers, the traditional cover by Ed Piscor. There's a sketch cover coming out in issue number one, which should be a make for a lot of fun on the social media. Peach Momoko's cover looking very sharp. We're going to get more into that in the coming weeks, but a beautiful design by her as always. This is my homage cover to Rob Liefeld's Youngblood number one, one of those very important creator-owned comic books for me. And Crypto Killers number one variant by Ed Piscor. Admire the logo interaction. Always a fan of that design. Shouts to Justin. Very nice. What do you have coming out, Jimmy? For me, it is time for Street next Street Angel book. So Street Angel Princess of Poverty will be out later this year from Image Comics. This pairs perfectly with Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. If you get Princess of Poverty and Deadliest Girl Alive, you will have all of the Street Angel comics that I have done so far. So pre-order that one wherever you buy books. Hulk Grand Design is out and about everywhere now, as is the Plain Janes. So pick those up as well. But we are here today, Ed to actually dive into a modern classic, a, uh, a big historical book here. This is the first issue of Jim Lee drawing Batman. So what we have going on is, first, DC buys Wildstorm in the late 90s. We get to the early 2000s here. You see a date here in the artwork of 2001. This is actually a 2002 release, so maybe you got some lead time. But Jim Lee comes on board of Batman, and it was a big deal. Yeah. This is whenever I was working a day job and reading all the comic websites much more than I was reading the comics, especially the Marvel DC output. And this just dominated the news cycle. You know, Jim Lee hadn't drawn any comics regularly for some time period, had never drawn any real DC comics. I think he did a Batman cover on black and white. Yeah. But to have Jim Lee, one of the biggest selling, at least Marvel DC artists in history, show up at the competition after Image, and he's going to take over their top character, Batman, for a, uh, a year-long run. This... As you can imagine, a lot of news. A lot of people were interested in this one. And, uh, you know, that's that time period in the early 2000s. And we talk so much about 90s comics, but that early 2000 is really the nadir point. Like, that is really when comics were almost hopeless. Yeah. They were selling terribly. Like, it really seemed like, we're done. Like, this is over. So whenever something like this happened, like... This felt like a changing tide. You know, there were a couple of those moments within Marvel and DC. Obviously, Quesada pumped a lot of that into Marvel with some interesting creative teams coming through. But this was kind of like the DC counterpunch of that. And I remember it making quite an impact. Yeah, for sure. But uh, a lot of time has passed since then, right? Over it 20 years. I can't believe this is over 20 years ago. This feels like a new comic to me. It's funny how it works just personally, too, because... First impressions are real impressions, you know, and, and you can't escape that sometimes. So to keep it kayfabe, right, Jim Lee as DC guy is to me like 
uh, Jim Ross is to WWF guy. Like, Jim Ross is always the WCW color commentator in my mind. Jerry Lawler is always the guy I read about in magazines, but had no idea what the fuck he was about. He's not, you know, the guy who wears a crown on WWF pay-per-views and shit. And, like, Jim Lee is always Punisher X-Men dude to me, you know? Uh, Public Enemy, uh, Terminator X is always the DJ. He hasn't been a DJ in, like, 30 years. In fact, the guy who's the DJ now has been their DJ longer than Terminator X has. I was going to say, he's had a couple of Batman runs, Superman runs. He's Did done he enough comics now. He's probably drawn more Batman than he than he has any other character at this point. Yeah, it's just, you know what it is? The bloom was off the rose at this point for yeah. me. I, I was well done. I did not buy any of these at the time. This is something I bought after the fact. And, and honestly, after we started Kayfabe, uh-huh. it's like, this will be a great comic to look at. But I was out too, you know, like Jim Lee was never totally my guy. And that's not to just slam on Jim Lee. I think that's more of a personal taste than anything else. But like seeing seeing this, uh, I'm, I'm excited to go through it. Let's put it that way. And, you know, right away you can see Scott Williams getting the team back together. You know, the frequent, the, the inker that I certainly associate when I think of Jim Lee the most, Scott Williams. So bringing the team together, Jeff Loeb rounding that out, who has done a lot of Batman work. He was such a darling too of those like image guys. Like the image guys, like they were like, you know, we need somebody who's like our Alan Moore. Our Frank Miller, well, Jeff Lowe works in TV, man. He must be great. So they would get him on the mix, man. And uh, what I will say, Jim Lee is definitely going for it. Yes. He, he's trying hard. He's actually drawn some backgrounds, which uh, is reasonably atypical. Not a great lock, though. That's, that's, a, that's a rough excuse for a lock. <laughs> and look at how the lock fucking blends in with the, back, uh, with the background. So we could talk shit on the color all day. Also, like... Um... Yeah, this is this is really dumb. To, this is the most nitpicking stuff. But this lock looks like it's a hundred years old. Yeah, from eighteen hundred. And like you could probably pick that with a bobby pin. Totally. <laughs> There's not a lot of uh, technology in that lock. I feel like Batman ought to kick it off. Would be a little more hardcore. He's just showing off his <laughs> his belt gimmicks. Here's the other thing that surprised me going through this is how monochromatic it is, and we're getting a tiny bit of green here, which makes sense because Killer Croc, not to spoil this 20 plus year old book for anyone, is going to be our bad guy. So you get a little bit of green here, supposedly, you know, being your night vision, I guess. Um, But it's still that monochromatic and it's extremely desaturated. One thing I like in this spread, I feel like if you're going to have like high tech, I don't know if he's supposed to have night vision on or something. Yeah, some sort of Google Glass. But I feel like this works really well and I'm very glad that we don't get an explanation of like what all the tech is that we're seeing. Well, Brendan Choi didn't write this, Jimmy. This is Jeff Loeb. Uh, who, who, Good who, choice, who, Jeff. Who, 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 about who wrote that? It. And uh, look at the spread on the camera. You can't tell what anything is. You know what? I felt that right away. Like, I looked at this panel and looked at this panel, and I'm like, is that some sort of a knife? Is that a. Does he have a knife of right, some sort some in his hand? Shiv. It took me a long time to realize that was a lock. Like, I was trying to figure out what exactly is going on here. The idea of making the lock and the door the same exact color of gray. Real, real dumb. I don't know about that one. But nevertheless, he goes in, a bunch of mercenaries are holding this kid, and you get a little bit of call outs of who these characters are Spider Hancock, Carlos Valdez. Um, Fill in space, you know. It, it may not be uh, Brandon Choi style, but it still feels it's Jeff like Loeb style. You know, I don't know that it added a lot to the story, but it, it maybe illustrates Batman is uh, is a badass. Goes in and rescues this kid that had been kidnapped. You know, he's he's a son. He's being held for ten million dollar ransom, and uh, that's what we get out of these first couple of pages is just Batman going in and getting this kid out. And uh, this is what we all came for, everybody. And and by that I mean came for. <laughs> 
where's our fully fully a man here? <laughs> um, Richard Starkin's letters. Alex Sinclair, another one of the Wild Storm guys. Yeah, and he's the guy that colors all that all yes, the shit, and he exactly. colors it all monochromatic and. Uh... You well, know. let's uh, let's look into that more. Bob Shrek on edits, worth noting, longtime editor. And there's a special thanks to Mark Chiarello. And I wonder uh, what his involvement is, if he somehow behind the scenes brought this together, suggested this, how this all went. I bet he's like, can you take my name off that book, please? <laughs> I don't know, man. If, if he could get some residuals for it, I bet he wouldn't say that. But when I'm looking at this and like the whole book is kind of this palette, which, look, I'm calling that gray. And I often rail against gray and brown as the coloring schemes. But to me, it's so desaturated, like it's all moving towards gray. And I thought, where is this? Why do it this way? I swear it comes down to this is Dark Knight Returns color palette. You know, like I was I, I remembered when I read Dark Knight Returns is pretty early on in my reading. And I can remember thinking like it's gray, yeah. you know, it's, it's and, it, and it works. This was really different when everything was four color, you know, 64 color palette. Very saturated. This was very, very different. And, and, and it allowed space for the superhero to to shine right you know especially robin look at that yellow it pops so much totally but by and large it's artistic choice this is artistic choice you know uh, a lot of it is this stuff it's it's very desaturated and i think that uh you know you can see that same color palette on our batman yeah like jim lee i don't think that's an accident lots of financial success in the game lots of opportunity he would love professional respect and for people to dig his work in the same like he's chasing frank miller he's been chasing frank miller for the the better part of his career uh but you know he, he doesn't have he's too superficial uh it's it's too much about the glitz i was looking at this panel's pretty neat we're getting batman's reflection in the kid's glasses and behind him some kind of threat coming up yeah that's a good panel a lot of work going on in that one and uh the payoff two-page spread of a very mutated killer croc coming in and this feels like beyond jim lee it feels like you're bringing a marvel aesthetic to a dc character mm -hmm. this is not jim apero batman anymore or killer croc like these are gigantic muscle-bound uh 80s wwf era <laughs> they're on the gas oh totally and and uh and dc could have used that a little infusion of that oh at, yeah at, at the time because they've always been kind of like less hip even if they would have you know the perennial books and stuff like that they're almost never as cool as the Marvel energy and that reflected the back offices uh you know mm -hmm. Jim Shooter would talk about you you could not it was like IBM you have to have starch collars and ties to even get through the door yeah so Batman is fighting this gigantic monster and it's um it's a tough fight this is a bigger killer croc than he's used to but that's all right Batman has all kind of tricks throws some sort of device on his on his neck that uh, is going to uh, help Batman considerably get some digital effects just to show us exactly how effective that is and uh, get into your uh, dog collar match. <laughs> Greg Valentine versus uh, Roddy Piper. Absolutely. Man, Boy, a lot of ads through here, isn't making it? Making some ad dollars. Got to. Got to make money where you can. Um, Beats Killer Croc, so that's your little set piece for this particular issue. Comes out, talks to some of the uh, FBI who were handling this this ransom. And um, Batman's not satisfied, though. Doesn't think Killer Croc is actually the guy behind this, which I think turns out to be the big driving force behind Hush. Because even the reveal at the end of this issue, I don't think is... It's not the, our guy. The, the, ...the person behind it, ultimately. Um, like that coloring effect here. You know, you see, like, open line art. The other thing I remember from this time period... There was so much Batman art, like sketchbook kind of stuff. And 
I think it was probably released as like Jim Lee, you know, figuring out his Batman. And a lot of it was Jim Lee inking it, you know, just be yeah. drawings. Yeah. And like white media and yeah. different approaches to hatching. It all looked amazing. It, and I remember it was like, when this came out, I thought, why does he take those chances on the page? He just won't do it. Uh, you, you take a look at his Twitch or there's voluminous amounts of uh, how to draw videos that Jim Lee's been doing. They're on YouTube. You could pick pick your platform. And he does all that stuff. He makes smoke with white out and he does this this stuff. But But he just... His idea of comics is like polish and having all this stuff super tight, and that's what that's what Scott Williams has always done for him. Yes, in and the color team, it, yeah. it, it gives it a it gives it this polish, which is crazy because if you see his pencils, they're so tight to begin with, you would think like that's the last guy that needs polish on polish. His pencils are crazy because like it's 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 more polished than you could even imagine. Because if you see him do it, it's a very maddening process where he basically draws every page a couple of times. So like he yes. draws it and then he erases it all. Draws and then in blue line. Inks it I remember reading about it in in the ni early nineties, and it was like a wild process. You could watch it. Uh, we see Catwoman zip by behind the FBI people as Batman's thinking, you know, somebody else did this. This isn't just uh, Killer Croc. I like this bit of storytelling. I feel like it's pretty slick, and Batman leaves the scene and follows her. And uh, I mostly like Jim Lee's Catwoman. Every now and then, like you'll see her face, and they'll have little dashes on it that resemble whiskers. I think that's a cool choice. Uh, your DeLuca effect almost invisible. Can't here. even tell, man. <laughs> yeah. Even a little Watchmen elements with like blimps floating oh, by sure. on, your, on your city. That's also uh, Batman the Animated Series would have dirigibles and stuff because it's, it's this Art Deco right. landscape and that includes Zeppelins and things. I like these aerial shots, like the perspective from the top of the buildings is pretty nice. That's what I'm saying. He's really, you know, he's he's going for it, man. He's He's really trying hard. And Batman's line gets cut. Not a good thing. Man, I can't believe the ads. I didn't even notice them that much whenever I was reading this issue this week. But we see Batman fall down and uh, could have been hurt. Like, guy's up there pretty high. He's above all these buildings, man. And he goes all the way to the ground. Do you see Barry Windsor Smith in this face? For sure. Yeah, that's what I was noticing when I whenever I first read this, too. Superhero sex is the fight scene. Yeah. You know, Frank Miller established that in that Holy Terror joint. That's very well said. Yeah. I haven't heard that before, and that is so accurate. Uh, falling into like spawn territory here. <laughs> we got our homeless people descending on on uh, Bruce Wayne. Imagine that in a story now in like 2023. Right. You know, you, you might have something there. Catwoman gets off uh, unscathed. You can see some of those marks on her face that I'm talking about. Just a couple of dashed lines, enough to imply the whiskers. And this is your Darwin Cook era Catwoman. This is the redesigned Catwoman costume, but then sent through the Jim Lee Wildstorm filter. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like you do something like that, and then you get anointed by Jim Lee. It's like he's acknowledging that, yeah, that's fucking dope. It is, man. That, that's one we'll look at at some point. Um, and here we go. Let's see who's behind all this. Poison Ivy. <laughs> I watched a little bit of that uh, Twilight version of the Batman uh, movie, you know, uh, with uh, Team Edward. It was oh, as, yeah, I as, forgot about that one. As yeah. Batman uh, on the airplane on the way back from Japan. And uh, they do that thing where they, they get a handful of villains in there. You get to see what a penguin looks like. You get to see what a scarecrow looks like and shit like that. And that's what this kind of is, man. We get to see Jim Lee draw uh, a various amount of classic villains because I guess Hush is that dude with the... You know, it's the unknown soldier. It's a, it's the guy with the bandages all over the face or something. Ain't that right? I think it's uh, isn't it Jason Todd? 
I don't know anything. I don't. I didn't read this one. It shit. turns out the fans did vote for Jason Todd to survive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's what happens. But you know, like to have him do like the Rogues Gallery. That's exactly what you should be doing. Totally. I'd be mad if it was like I'm going to make up a Doomsday kind of character, yeah. and then that's the only one I'm going to draw. Like, this is what you want to do. Like, you get a heavy hitter like Jim Lee to show up. Let him just run through the lineup. Yeah, I want to see what his Two Face looks like. Yeah, do, do the whole redesign the whole Rogues Gallery, and let's see if we can sell some comics with this because we're not doing it any other way. So that's it for issue one. Not bad. You get a couple of page turns that are sort of like the cliffhanger, like what is Poison Ivy's thing? As I said, I don't think she's the big person here. It's a t advertised as a twelve-part storyline from the get-go. So this really was like. Go tell your comic shops to, to pull Batman for you. You got a reason to subscribe. But December 2002, and uh, look at this. Talking about ads. Who's that young man? Unbelievable Tom Brady is sort of still in sports headlines. Here we are 20 plus years later. Yeah. Unbelievable. I was shocked. To, to, this was the most surprising part of the book for me was closing the book and being like, you got to be kidding me. Maybe. Is this super old or not? Maybe it's because he drinks milk, man. <laughs> I was thinking about that, too. I'd like to hear the uh, TB12 review of milk. I bet you he's not drinking milk in 20 years. I want to see I want to see Shaq and Charles Barkley take <laughs> this exact ad and see what kind of comments they make about it. That's funny. Do you remember the old Got Milk ads from when we were kids where it'd be this like little girl standing next to like her future crush? It, who would be like a maybe like a like a like a college age boy, but she'd be a little girl. And she's like, you never look at me. Because I don't drink milk. And then she's like, drink, and then she's like, it's like three stages of age. You remember those? Man? No, I don't. Oh, and, they're classic. There was one. Uh, not surprised those are uh, in, pulled from my memory. In, in Living Color did the greatest parody where it was like, they did Marshall Warfield, the lady, the lady from Night Court, you know, the big brute fucking bailiff. And it's like li a little kid. Then like, <laughs> and then it becomes Keenan Ivory Wayne's dressed up like Marshall Warfield. That's real funny. That's real funny. Very appropriate. Do you have the rest of Hush? <clears throat> no. Okay. Why, I was, did you want to read the whole thing? I mean, this doesn't compel me to. Like, I'm not excited to, but I don't know shit about it. And uh, I had a decent enough time going through this. It's this was forgettable. You know though. what? It's it, it Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. But there was nothing offensive to reading this. No, you know how, like, it's um, just a comic. There's a lot of comics we read where, like, I'm kind of angry at the end. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel any of that. This all worked for me. And like I said, there are a couple of those moments. You know, you see a character, Catwoman, scoot by in the back, kind of off-center. Um, I like those details, so I am kind of curious to check out more of it, but I, I don't know file. exactly whether I will or when or how. We'll file it in the playlist. All sizzle, no steak. Good to yeah. go. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new videos are available. And the King Kayfabers, they get uh, access to these videos before anybody else uh, because they are our biggest supporters on Patreon. Hit our link in the description below to join that Patreon and get everything ahead of time. Uh, Jimmy, what books do you have out there, man? The Plain Janes, Hulk Grand Design, and Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive are out there right now. Street Angel, Princess of Poverty is coming later this spring. You can pre-order that one right now from Image Comics, and you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see a lot more of my art. See my new comics are going to be starting up there in April, and uh, download out of print zines and mini comics from there. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is the book of 2023. Uh, get your pre-orders in right now. It's going to be 500 plus pages. It's going to have 140 pages that are not in the first four volumes. Scoop it up. Uh, pre-order that thing. I, I need that to. Uh, I need that book to sing. But we are also soliciting the new Red Room is forthcoming, and the, we're taking a look at the covers right here for for issue number one. Crypto Killers, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit, Peach's cover, Jimmy's cover. I have a variant cover. This is a sketch cover. Put in your orders at your local comic shop for that right now because it's going to be in stores in May. Uh, 
four volumes hip-hop family tree out on the stands three volumes x-men grand design two red rooms and a WYSIWYG. jimmy what else do we have out there subscribe to the cartoonist kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video you can also find cartoonist kayfabe t-shirts merchandise hats stickers and more at our spread shop that link is also under this video all good ways to support the cartoonist kayfabe channel given those marching orders will be on our way read more comics